0: This class is part of the Lessons in Tanya project. More classes available at LessonsInTanya.com Funding for Egedet Hachuva, the Epistle on Repentance, is provided by Isaac, son of Devorah Mindel. Lessons in Tanya the Tanya of Rabbi Schneur Zalman of Liadi, taught by Rabbi Ben-Zion Krasniansky. Tanya's text elucidated by Rabbi Yosef Weinberg. Middle of chapter 8, page 1087, we're discussing the idea of teshuva, even the lower level of teshuva, Teshuvah means to return, restore the last hay of Hashem's name, Tashuv Hay. The lower level of Teshuvah means to restore the second hay, the lower level of hay, restore it to the previous letters. Because when a person sins, you disconnect. You disconnect the hay from its source and through Teshuvah by evoking Hashem's mercies The 13 attributes of mercy, it cleanses, it washes away all the defects, all the scars, all the hard feelings. Just like a couple that gets into a fight and then they make up and they discover a deeper level of love that washes away all the hard feelings that were created as a result of the misbehavior or whatever. So whenever we sin... We create a disconnect. We create a scar. But when we evoke Hashem's mercy, it washes away the defect, and the hay becomes restored to its original source. And we're up to ten eighty-seven on the in the third paragraph, just as. Just as there is a restoration of the hay above, exactly so below in the divine soul within man. No more do your sins separate you from Hashem. Because every time we sin, we create a separation. We create a wall, a Berlin wall. We create an obstacle. We don't allow the godly soul to express itself. The godly soul naturally is connected is connected and wants to connect with Hashem when we do a mitzvah we strengthen that connection when we sin we sever that connection we create a blockage and the blood stops circulating and the so when through Teshuvah we remove that separation we remove that blockage and the soul is restored back to its natural state. Thus it is written: Naming one of the thirteen attributes of mercy, He cleanses, on which our sages comment. He cleanses those who return to Him in penitence, to lave and cleanse their souls of the soiled garments, which are the evil forces, example the Klipa and the citra akra. The Talmud describes as a garment born of a man's sin that envelops him. When a person sins, you create negative energy. And that negative energy envelops you and surrounds you. And it soils you. And um, it doesn't allow... It doesn't allow your soul to... express itself and uh, your soul feels very uncomfortable. Imagine walking around in soiled clothes. Multiply that infinite times how the soul feels when we walk around with soiled clothes. When we don't behave appropriately, we don't speak the way a Jew should speak and we don't think the way a Jew should think. We don't think Jewish, we don't speak Jewish, we don't act Jewish. It creates a negative, negative force that surrounds us. And soils us. So you need a cleansing. Teshuvah is a cleansing. Teshuvah washes away, cleanses us of these soiled, soil clothes, and washes away our garments. That's why also crying, when a when a person does teshuvah, crying is like cleansing. The tears. That's how the washing machine that cleans cleanses the, our garments. It's very healing. It's a very um, cleansing experience. It cleanses our soul. Because our soul is super sensitive. And our soul is very in tune with godliness. And the slightest interference gets in the way. And suddenly you feel soiled and, and dirty. And, and you feel extremely uncomfortable. That's why, that's why we've, we're so guilt ridden. Jews are the most guilt-ridden people on the face of the earth guilty is our second name because when we sin we feel very uncomfortable we can't pretend that nothing happened we know that something happened and we can try to ignore it but deep down inside we feel, we feel terrible about it you know where they sent home the Yiddish mama from jury duty because she insisted that she was guilty that's, 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 just, that's just the way we think. But that's why a Jew can never really sin wholeheartedly. The moment you sin, you're ready regret it, on some level. Deep down, you're ready regret. It. You know it's a weakness, but you don't feel good about it. There are people who turn sin into an art. Because if you sin once, you feel bad. You sin twice, you don't feel so bad. You sin three times, you turn it into a mitzvah. It becomes a cause. Now it becomes a whole cause, a life crusade. <laughs> to turn it into not only something legitimate into something that everyone should praise and, and embrace. But the sin is a sin and, and there's nothing to be proud of, and there's nothing everything to be ashamed and embarrassed of. And deep down you feel guilty. You know, as much as society tries to is the enemy of guilt and tries to remove our guilt, but it doesn't change anything. You feel guilty because you know it's wrong. It doesn't matter what society says. It doesn't matter what the, what the president decides. The president of presidents, the king of kings, the creator of life, of heaven and earth, is the only one who decides what's right and what's wrong. And he, spe- he spelled it out very clearly in the Torah. There's no ifs, maybes, buts. So when you do something that's wrong, you feel guilty. You don't feel good about it because you know it's wrong. And no one can change that. So it, because it soils you. It soils your soul. It, 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 it just creates a blockage, a barrier between you, your soul, and the source of your soul, Hashem. And you, know, you can't feel good about it. You've disconnected yourself from the source of life. If you disconnect yourself from the source of life, there's nothing to feel good about. You know, when the Torah says death, the Torah is just a consequence. The Torah is just telling us that spiritually you've already died. Because you've disconnected yourself. You've severed the rope. You've severed your lifeline. You've severed your connection to the source of life. It's already inside you feel dead. So when you do something that's wrong, it creates, it envelops you. And that's why it's very difficult to get out of because the more it, it, it ensnares you as well, it, 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 it develops you, and it's very hard to change. You know, the deeper you indulge, it's very hard to change. You know, but it's it's a negative energy, and it's a downhill spiral, and it's a dead end, literally, spiritually, and physically, and it just deepens your isolation and it, it, it just it wreaks havoc to your soul our soul is so sensitive and so delicate you can sin for 40 years your soul never gets used to it because every time you do a sin it's like putting your arm into the fire it's like taking the arm of an innocent child and putting it into the fire it's cruel it's murder it's, it's torturous it's so painful Every time we tell a lie, every time we do something wrong, the soul never gets used to it. it can't get used to it. it it's a negative garment, it's a negative energy that envelops you and it blocks you and disconnects you from the source of life. And it just comes to show how alive the soul is. The soul is so genuine and so alive and so sensitive and so real that everything that we do, even 40 years later, even after we've given up the fight, but the soul never gives up. The soul is fighting for its life. And every time we sin, it has the same effect on us and the same impact. And, and it's devastating to the soul. After the wind of forgiveness passes over the souls of sinners and purifies them, then their souls are enabled to return literally unto Hashem Himself. The first level of teshuva is, the lower level of Teshuvah is, that you have to get rid of the negative. You have to get rid of the dirt, the... the the scar, the negative energy, the ill feeling, the dirty, soiled clothes—you know. So the first order of the day is to cleanse, cleanse it. You have clothes that got dirty. What do you do? Clothes that got dirty, you got to wash it. You got to wash it out. The clothes are good. The clothes are good. You just got to wash it out. Now it depends. Some stains are easy to wash. Some stains are very hard to wash. Depends what kind of stain. Depends what kind of sin a person has done. Depends how often you've done it and how deep you've gone into it. So, but ultimately, the cloth itself is good. That's the good news. Every cloth could be washed. So every soul could be redeemed. Every soul could return home. But the soul has become soiled as a result of our behavior. So you have to have a cleanse. So the lower level of Teshuva, which evokes Hashem's compassion and mercy, certain attributes of mercy, that cleanses the soul. And that restores the soul back to clean. You restore it back to the way the moment you bought it. You bought it, it was clean, it was beautiful, it was fresh. So the soul is now once again fresh, clean, natural. Like the first, like a day one. So you can always restore back to its original state that's the good news of Teshuvah even the lowest level of Teshuvah the first order of the day we got to restore the soul back to its natural state it's clean it's wholesome it feels good it smells good it's, 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 it's. and that's accomplished through the lower level of Teshuvah which evokes Hashem's compassion which cleanses the soul from its filth, from its dirt that was attached, became attached only externally just like the clothes that became dirty. The clothes itself is intact. But it became dirty. And you have to wash away the dirt. That's the first level. But after, the, after you've achieved that, you don't stop there. Once you've gotten rid of the dirt, and you've gotten rid of anything that interferes, the, uh, anything, the, the barriers that interfere between the soul and Hashem, now you can reach the higher level of teshuvah. What's the higher level of Teshuvah? That then you're able to literally return unto God Himself. To send the greatest heights to their very source and cleave to Him with remarkable unity, an ultimate union with Him just as before the soul was thrown forth by the breath of His mouth. The ultimate idea of Teshuvah is to return to Hashem just like the soul was united with Hashem before the soul descended into this world. Before the soul descended into the body, before the soul interfaced with the ego, with the material being and consciousness, the soul was completely united, inseparable from Hashem Himself. So, when the soul enters into the body, what's the soul yearning for? The soul is yearning to be like before, to do Teshuvah. The soul is yearning to go back to Hashem. Because the truth is, even if we don't sin, we have a problem. <laughs> it's called existence. It's called existential angst. The fact that we exist for the soul is already a problem. Because for the soul, existence is totally unnatural. Existence is completely unnatural, as we learn as we're learning now in the Tanya of today, second part of the Tanya, Sharichat and Munna, lessons in Tanya.com, part two, that existence is so unnatural, Hashem has to constantly and continuously recreate the world each and every moment. Otherwise the world we would all revert back to our natural being, which is state of state of being, which is non existence, non being. So existence for the soul is very painful, so unnatural. The soul wants to go back to its source, wants to go back to the way it was before it was created, before it came into this world. When the soul was completely one and inseparable with Hashem. Completely united with Hashem. And That's the ultimate, ultimate level of Teshuva. That's what Teshuvah really means in a deeper sense. The higher level of Teshuvah. That you want to go back to Hashem. You want to go back to the source. As King Solomon says, The spirit yearns to go back to Hashem who gave it. You want to go back to the way you were before. Which is why Rosh Hashanah is all about Teshuvah. Why is Rosh Hashanah all about Teshuvah? Rosh Hashanah is about creation. Why is Rosh Hashanah about Teshuvah? Okay, true. Adam sinned right away. Okay, so so we have to... The first order of the day, we have to do Teshuvah. But Rosh Hashanah, we're recreating we're not recreating Adam's sin we're reliving Hashem's creation of the world hopefully not every year we, re, we re-experience we have to re-experience Adam's sin also Rosh Hashanah we're celebrating the creation of the world so boom right away we, it starts Teshuvah which Hashem just created us we're fresh Why right, Teshuvah right away right off the bat and the answer is yes because that's our mission statement in life our mission statement of life is to do Teshuvah because the moment we're born we have a problem the soul is in anguish. The soul is in pain. The soul is so uncomfortable. Every moment of existence. That's why the baby cries and screams and shrieks when the baby is born. And children cry so easily. As we grow older, and as we tell our first lie, and as we become more egotistical, and we become self-aware and self-conscious, and we bury our soul deeper and deeper, we rarely cry because we're not in touch with ourselves it's not a sign of manlyhood that we don't cry it's a, it's a sign that we're so numb and we're so out of touch and we're so disconnected and we don't feel anything we don't even realize the Rachmanis we don't even realize the mercy the, what state of uh, our state of being we don't even realize how how much in pain we are that we just numb out we don't even realize how the soul is screaming and actually Man's sinful behavior is actually acting out. Why, why is man so addicted? You know why? Because people who are addicted actually are usually very sensitive souls who suffer from existential angst and, and therefore, they, they, therefore they suffer from addiction. It's really acting out. Our self-destructive behavior is really acting out because we're in such anguish, we're in such pain, we don't know where to put ourselves. So you have to numb out. So this addiction, that addiction, each one has their own way of numbing out but because we can't deal with existence we can't deal with being we can't deal with reality because it's so painful the soul is in such pain and such anguish so the first order of the day when Hashem creates us is we have to do Teshuvah we have to return back to our source not that we sin but the fact that we're born and we exist that we're, the soul has entered into interface with an ego with a physical material body and consciousness but the soul is so painful we have to justify it our existence. And the only thing that can soothe our pain and soothe that angst and soothe that anguish is studying Torah and doing mitzvah. How do we connect with God? There's only one way. Not through meditation and not through religion and not through uh, music or art. There's only one thing that can ultimately soothe our soul. That is when you put on that filling and you like the Shabbat candle and you, you give that, uh, that uh, penny, the charity money, the ultimate ego symbol, and you give it away to tzedakah and you do a mitzvah and you study Torah. That's really the only thing that can really soothe the soul. There is nothing else. Which is why the Ten Commandments opened up with I am God, you got to took you out of Egypt. Because... Why are we mixing up redemption with Torah and mitzvot? Redemption is redemption and Torah is Torah. Why, why, what's the connection? I am God who took you out of Egypt, and here are the Ten Commandments and here's the Torah. And the answer is the ultimate answer, and this is along the themes that he's described, discussing here, because what he's referring to, Egypt in the deepest sense, is the soul coming into this world is entering into Egypt. For the soul being born coming into this world, for the soul this is in Egypt. And the soul is in constant pain. And there's only one answer. There's only one way out. How do we get out of Egypt? How do we redeem ourselves? What's the redemption? What's the liberation from Egypt? The exodus is only one thing. The Ten Commandments, the Torah and the Mitzvah. This is your answer. This is your ticket out. There is nothing else. You want to get back to heaven. You want to come back to the way, the state that you were before you were disconnected. You want to become reconnected with Hashem, reunited with Hashem the way the soul was before you were born, before you came into, the, into this world there's only one way when you study Torah and you do mitzvah you, you merge with Hashem you become united with Hashem you become connected with Hashem when you're praying when you're doing a mitzvah when you're doing an act of goodness and kindness when you're doing the 630 mitzvahs when you're studying Torah and totally absorbed and engaged in the, in the Torah your mind is fully engaged in the Torah then your soul comes back home and there, is no, there's, there is nothing else this is your answer That's why it says, I am Hashem, I took you out of Egypt. This this is how I'm taking you out of Egypt. When you're studying Torah and you do mitzvahs, I am taking you out of Egypt. It happens each and every day. It's so personal and so real. Now, we usually don't sense this existential angst. Yes, great tzaddikim do feel it. Shemta felt this existential angst. The Halter Rebbe, the author of the Tanya, the Rebbe, the Arizal, the prophets, the matriarchs, the patriarchs—they they were, they were alive. They were in touch with their soul, and they felt every moment of existence. They felt the pain and the anguish of existence. And they knew the answer. The answer, the antidote to that pain, the only thing that can soothe that pain was connection with Hashem. And that's why their whole life, 24 7, was driven and motivated. And they lived for their connection with Hashem. And this also explains, by the way, the expression in the Mishnah. It says in Ethics of Our Fathers, Rabbi Yaakov says in the fourth chapter that one moment in this world of Truva Meizen Toivim. Of repentance and good deeds in this world is worth more than all the world to come put together. The expression is very puzzling. Teshuvah, repentance, and good deeds. It would make more sense, he should have said, good deeds and repentance. First a person has to do good deeds. And if you don't do the good deeds, then we always have repentance to fall back on. If we if we mess up, then we can we can always repent and return and change why would he start out repentance and good deeds as if repentance is the first order of the day and the answer is because teshuva return is what motivates the good deeds it's because the soul who suffers from this existential angst feels disconnected and is trying to reconnect with Hashem and you know the only way to connect with Hashem is through good deeds. So it's the teshuva that leads you to do good deeds. So teshuva is not only repentance for sin, for anything negative. Even the most righteous person who has, who has done nothing negative. But the fact that I exist and the fact that I'm born and I exist, there's already a disconnect. There's already something wrong and something that bothers me. And the only thing that I can overcome this angst and I can deal with this angst is only through good deeds. But most of us don't feel this. You know, either we sleep like a baby at night, or we numb ourselves. This addiction, that addiction. We get so caught up. Some people get caught up in money. Some people get caught up in power. Some people get caught. Everyone has their drug of choice, and we just drown out our inner innermost feelings, and we don't realize and we don't pay attention, and we get so distracted. That's why today we need such distractions 24-7. And why the culture has become so loud, you know, because it's only because our soul today is so powerful that if we were quiet for a moment, <laughs> the soul would just come out. So we have to drown it out with 24-7, constant distraction, constant vacation from reality, because on the contrary, it's not a sign that society has become so, so, so decadent. It's just a sign how powerful how vibrant the soul has become today the soul today is so powerful that if we were just quiet for a moment and a half the soul would, would just emerge and so therefore the only, the only answer is you got to drown yourself out constantly not, not to allow yourself to pay attention to what's going on inside so most of us go through life oblivious and we don't feel that inner existential angst we don't feel that pain but the baltruva however the baltruva who sinned, and self-destructed, and had a breakdown. And the baltruva feels terrible. He realizes that his life is at a dead end, and he's going nowhere, and he's miserable, and he's unhappy, and he feels disconnected, and, and he takes a step forward. He takes a step to reconnect. So the Baal is more likely to feel this existential angst and this pain. So now that he's cleansed himself from all that negative behavior and, and his past, now he's ready to go to the next level. Because since there's something agitating within him, he's agitated. So initially... The agitation is because you want to run away from death. You want to, you want to run away from that self-destructive behavior. You want, you want to run away from... You realize it's a dead end. It's not bringing me any happiness. It's an empty shell. There's nothing there. The money, power, fame, external indulgence. It, it's, a, it's an empty... It doesn't lead to anything. So you feel the pain of your situation and you decide to run for your life. You know, it's, it's really a rescue mission. I have to, have to get out of here. I, to, I just want to come home. I've been so alienated from myself and from my people and from my family I just want to come home but once you've cleansed yourself from all that negative energy now you realize your real agitation and this is the edge this is what gives you that edge so what really drives you is the real agitation is that inner existential angst that you're really yearning to come home You want to reconnect with Hashem. It's existence itself that's really bothering you. And that really led you in the first place to acting out. And to sinning and addictions. It really comes from a very deep spiritual hunger and need. That you yourself didn't identify. We ourselves are clueless. We ourselves don't know what's bothering us. We think we're hungry for something materialistic. For materialism. But the truth is... We're hungering for something much, much, much deeper. We're hungering for something godly, for something undefined. Why is man the only creature in the universe that has insatiable appetites? When was the last time you met an animal that overate, or overdosed, or <laughs> overdrank? <laughs> only human beings. The ultimate answer is because human beings, at the core, at the essence, we are godly, and we are yearning to connect to something godly and undefined. But something gets lost in the translation. So we ourselves don't know what we're yearning for and hungering for. So we act out. And we indulge. And it leads us to all these self-destructive behaviors. But once a person is able to sever his ties and disconnect and change. And overcome his negative behavior. Is able to cleanse and wash away all that negative energy. Now you're ready to go to the next level. Now you're ready to go a little deeper. And now you realize that what's really agitating you and what has been agitating you all along has really been the yearning and the desire for something God and that's what he calls the higher level of teshuva there's a lower level of teshuva and there's the higher level of teshuvah. as he quoted the Zohar in the earlier chapters, in chapter 4 that there's teshuva is tashuv hay, to return the hay. God's name has two hay's in it you have the lower level of the hay, the first hay, which is the higher level, and then the last hay, which is the, the lower level. So there's two levels of, of Teshuvah. There's the lower level of Teshuvah and there's the higher level of Teshuvah. And the question is, why was it necessary? For the Alter Rebbe, when he's trying to explain the whole idea of Teshuvah, why was it necessary to describe, starting in chapter four, and now he's leaving, to describe the higher level of teshuvah. After all, isn't it enough to have the lower level of teshuvah? In the first chapter, he starts out that teshuvah, even the lowest level, is so powerful, and it's enough. It's enough to cleanse your cleanse yourself of sin and to reconnect yourself and. And all the consequences—it's a total and complete teshuvah. The moment you decide to change your behavior, the moment you genuinely regret your behavior, and you're ready to change, it's effective, and Hashem forgives you, and and you've done teshuvah. You fulfill the mitzvah of teshuvah. So, when explaining the lower level of teshuvah, why is it important to immediately start with the highest level of teshuvah? As if we cannot understand, truly understand the lower level of Teshuvah without first explaining the highest level of Teshuvah. Even if a person never reaches the highest level of Teshuvah. Even the most basic elemental level of Teshuvah. As explained in chapter 1. You've changed your behavior. You've resolved never to, you know, never to act this way again. And that's enough. Why is it important to start explaining from chapter 4? all these chapters that in order to do Teshuvah you have to have a deep understanding of the deeper concept of Teshuvah. And that whole discussion culminates in what we're learning right now. That the ultimate level of Teshuvah is not even for sin. Even after your sins have been cleansed and washed away and the barriers in you and Hashem have been completely washed away and your soul has been restored to its natural state and to its health now starts the real Teshuvah. This is just the launching pad for the real Teshuvah. That the soul desires to cling, to connect, to reconnect with Hashem. To bring the soul back to the level of the soul before it even descended into the body in the first place. Before the soul was born. To be able to come back to its original state. Even before it's born. To overcome this existential angst. Why is that essential to know? when I'm starting out in the lowest level in the basic level of Teshuvah why, st- why is that important to know right at the beginning right at the outset and this is really the whole point the whole theme of this part of the Tanya the al is saying that really even in the most basic elemental level of Teshuvah this is really what the soul is looking for this is really what it's all about it's not just a question of changing your behavior. That's very external. Changing your behavior. I, make, I resolve, change my behavior, I regret my past behavior, and God looks into my heart, and I've genuinely ch- changed. Ultimately, what the soul is looking for, what's underlying any process of Teshuvah, even the lowest basic elemental level of Teshuvah, is really a search for godliness, a yearning for godliness. And the truth is, it's even deeper than that. If you really look deeply inside it, what's really underlying our acting out and our sinning is really a search for godliness. Because we're so uncomfortable, the soul is so uncomfortable, the soul is in such anguish, the soul is in such pain, that if it doesn't know how to deal with it, if it doesn't know how to soothe the pain, we act out. And that's why we numb out, and that's why we, we do self-destructive things, or we become addicted. So ultimately, our core and our essence is God. As the Baal Shemtiv said, it says King David writes in Psalm 107, the psalm that we say before Mincha every Friday, the mincha of Shabbos before Shabbos we thank Hashem he says there that those who are hungry those who are uh, thirsty their soul is wrapped is wrapped around them Hashem interpreted it what it means is when a, a Jew is hungry when you're hungry for something physical you think you're hungry because your body is hungry so you're hungry it's a physical hunger a physical urge comes along King David and says no it's a soul hunger your soul is hungry I guess people have good, big appetites have big souls (laughs) your soul is hungry the truth is people who overeat will tell you they're not eating because they're hungry the truth is they're not because they eat and stuff themselves way beyond their hunger that's not what's bothering them they're hungry for something They themselves don't know what they're hungry for. It's called comfort eating, whatever it is. They themselves, they don't know what's bothering them. Something is bothering them, and they're trying to, you know, so they overeat or or any addiction. So you think it's a physical hunger. The truth is, it's a spiritual hunger. Because your soul is so hungry, is hungry for something godly. That it expresses itself in the physical. But you don't know it. Something gets lost in the translation. But since our core is godly, so the truth is, everything that we do is motivated by godliness. We just don't know it. So what is teshuvah? Teshuva is coming back to your core, coming back to your essence, coming back to your true self. Discovering who you really are. So once you do teshuvah even on the basic elemental level of the shuvah, and you change, and you're ready to change your behavior, what's really going on? You have to understand the inner dynamics, what's really going on. So unless you study the third part of the Tanya, unless you really understand the Jewish soul, unless you really understand the inner dynamics, what's driving you, and what's bothering you, and what you're, tro- what you're looking for, what you're hungering for, what you're yearning for, you will never truly understand even the basic elemental level of the shuvah, what it's really all about. It's really, it's not just an external change, a change of behavior. It's a core change. It's restoring your core, coming back home, reconnecting to who you really are. And your core is godly. And therefore, you're changing because you're hungering for godliness. You want to come back home. You want to reconnect. You want to reunite. And the only way you could reunite and overcome this existential angst and overcome this grand canyon between you and God, this grand canyon between your soul and its potential and its actual, there's only one way. And that is through Torah and Mitzvot. Which is the deepest level of Teshuvah. When you study Torah and you do Mitzvot, but it's driven by a desire to come home to do Teshuvah, to reconnect with Hashem. Your soul yearns to reach the level of the way it once was before it became disconnected, before it entered into the body, before it it was born. And the only way for the soul to come back home, to go back to the king's palace, to the royal palace, when you study Torah, when you do a mitzvah, and you you do an act of goodness and kindness, when you pray, those moments, you are home. And there's an advantage, as he's going to explain, there's an advantage to studying Torah. Even the mitzvot. Because when you do a mitzvah, it's when you do that act of goodness and kindness, when you do the mitzvah, that moment you're connected. But have it a moment later? So unless you're doing mitzvahs 24-7, what's your answer? What are you going to do? You can't do mitzvahs 24-7. But with Torah, you do have Because when you study Torah by heart, when you etch the Torah in your memory, when you study it and you commit it to memory, then that Torah walks around with you 24-7. Even when you're walking down the street, you're not even thinking the Torah. Since you can summon it at any moment, it's there, it's etched into your mind. So you are a walking Torah. So even when you're not studying Torah, you have that connection. Because it's it's etched into your being, it's etched into your into your mind, especially if you etch the Torah in your mind and when you walk in the streets you use that opportunity to study Torah you know, when you're walking down the streets you can also also purify the air and clear up some of the spiritual pollution that's out there when you walk in the streets and you're studying Torah by heart you're saying Tilum by heart, Psalms by heart or Torah by heart, or Tanya by heart you actually purify the air the miracle Of today is just just in our generation with the iPods and the iPads. You can even even when you're traveling, even when you're walking down the streets, you can you can be studying Torah. (laughs) Twenty-four-seven, you can fall asleep with studying Torah. You can wake up with Torah. You can download today. There's so much to download. You can learn on the train. You can learn when you're walking down the street, and so you can use every every opportunity to uh, constantly be connected, constantly be wired in, be plugged in, and connected. This is the ultimate level of Teshuvah when we are the soul, always can, you can always feel at home. You don't have to be disconnected even for a moment. Living in this world, operating in this world in a very natural way and yet you can always go back home. Go back to the royal palace. Reconnect. Always be plugged in. Always be connected. Right? As they say today, wired 24-7. Today, You can be wired to Hashem. 24-7. That's the gift of the Torah. That's why the Torah is called the gift. Matan Torah. This is the gift to the soul. It's the only way for us to be wired in, plugged in, reconnected, and constantly connected. And this is the only antidote, the only thing that can heal the pain of the soul, that soothes the soul. And um, ultimately, this is what we desire, what we yearn for, we're looking for, we will never be satisfied. A Jew will never be happy until we come home, until we study Torah and do Mitzvot You can go to the mountaintop, you can come a jubu, you can run here, escape there. Like you're saying, the garden is helping. <laughs> it's not going to help you. That's not what you're looking for. It's not going to satisfy you it's not, it's not gonna. It's never going to address the core issue. There's nothing like home the only thing for us it's not money and not power and not fame and not indulgence is nothing you know the, uh, the first licensed psychologist in California Professor Landis so he told us he did a study and uh, in his first study he did he realized that the Jewish patients are the angriest so much rage so much anger you don't find it in the general population Anger. Just so angry, and agitated, and and, and um, besides, in general, you know, the Jews invented psychology. Most psychologists are Jews. Most of the patients are Jewish, mm-hmm. um, because the soul is agitated. The soul is in pain imagine you cut off for three generations it's due to no fault of their own most Jews are cut off for three generations of anything Jewish imagine you haven't eaten in 70 years <laughs> you're starving to death you can't wait to get some nourishment just like the body needs nourishment the soul, how much more so that the soul needs nourishment so just like we have to eat everyday no one will say, well I, well, I ate a three course dinner yesterday so forget it. I'm not eating for the next year what today is a new day today I have to eat all over again it starts all over again it's it's a constant the soul is hungry so imagine being cut off three generations imagine how starving the Jewish soul is is it any wonder that we have this renaissance of Jewish life like we've never had before in Jewish history where hundreds of thousands of Jews who grew up without any without any Jewish education discovered Judaism with a vengeance and reconnected and replugged and wired in and came back home to their Jewishness and for Jewish pride, because the soul is starving. And the soul wants real food. It's not looking for junk food. Junk <laughs> food doesn't satisfy you, it doesn't nourish you. But there's a lot of junk food out there. But the soul is looking for the real thing the genuine, pure, like mother's milk. It's looking for the tanya, it's looking, looking for the real, the real McCoy. Because the only thing that could really satisfy the neshama, satisfy the soul resonates with the soul, that, that speaks to the soul, that really hits home, that really connects. So this is the ultimate level of Teshuvah. And it's important to know, even on the basic level of Teshuvah, it's important for us to know, right at the outset, what the ultimate level of Teshuvah is. Because even in the smallest level of Teshuvah, the real dynamic is, it's a, that really we're looking to connect to something godly. Torah, mitzvot, is not just a question of behavior, of rituals and customs, nice customs, nice rituals. It's, it's life. It's godly. It's who we are. It resonates. It's a returning home. It's coming back home. Reconnecting. And plugging in. But, what, but as long as we have this negative energy that envelops us, and it's very hard to access. So it's very hard to experience that existential angst. But once the Shuvah has already cleansed himself of all the negativity, now you could reveal, and now that that urgency and that yearning could emerge, and that leads us to the highest level of teshuvah. This class is part of the Lessons in Tanya project. More classes available at LessonsInTanya.com.